Welcome to the Awareness in Motion podcast. I'm your host, Angela McMillan. I'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land I stand on today, the Ghana people. I pay my respects to their elders, past and present. Let's have some fun together. I would love to welcome you to our community, the Movement Online Academy. An extraordinary life starts with your own well-being. Hello, Lisa. Welcome to Awareness in Motion podcast. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Angela. That's Yeah, no problem. It's been wonderful to be working with you over the last few months. And let's get into discussing how did you actually become a Feldenkrais practitioner? What was the start of your journey? Where did it all begin, this obsession with understanding movement and bodies? <laughs> well, it didn't start out too pleasant. Um, when I was a teenager, I had a fall down a flight of stairs. I literally oh, fell head over heels and um, didn't know the staircase was there. I was at a friend of a friend's cottage at night. I felt the molding on the doorway, took a big step forward. And it was not the other room. It was the staircase. Oh, um, no. Yeah. And so I was stuck in a body of pain after that. And I kept searching. I kept searching. It really kind of plunged me out of my, uh, when I was younger, I had a very scientific mindset. And I probably wouldn't have ever gotten into meditation. or. Um, but it's interesting the journey life takes you on. Because when I was falling... I literally was outside my body watching myself fall. Oh, and wow. Singles hearing that. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually like was um, just left with this impression. I can't even really put it in words, but I like kind of heard or felt like you're going to be okay. So after I was in this painful body, I started searching, just reading books, getting into different um things on meditation and spirituality and meditation led me to um, talking to my spirit guides. I got a message in my meditation one day when I journaled after, and I also started paying attention to my dreams at night. So I was learning all these tools and getting signs being out in nature that I was on the right path. I had a bird land on my shoulder and sparrows are signs. triumph after long suffering and being stuck in a body of pain, I eventually found Feldenkrais and I was already on my path to becoming a physical therapist and physical therapy helped me. You know, I I was able to get to probably 10 minutes of walking, standing or sitting, but then the pain would come back. And as at that time I was um, then 19 in PT school, but not satisfied with still having a body that was pain after 10 minutes of anything. Went to a pre-physical therapy club meeting where a woman was talking about this weird thing. I had never heard of Feldenkrais before. And she piqued my curiosity. And I talked to her after, and she was the first person that inspired hope that I might find relief. And the journey went on. I had to basically beg my doctor to send me to this physical therapist who did Feldenkrais and it changed my life. 
wow. changed my life. So mm. I, I, it, it really, and already being in PT school, like I noticed changes that didn't happen in regular PT, like driving home from my P, uh, Feldenkrais session, I noticed my legs relaxed and I didn't even know my legs were holding, but I was stuck in a guarding pattern. And that was the, yeah. like really caught my attention. Like, wow, I just like laid on this table and someone did these gentle movements and all of a sudden my body's relaxing where it was holding. So it fascinated me over months of time. I became pain free mm. using my body better. And I had to, when I was done with PT school, go back to become a Feldenkrais practitioner because I wanted to share with people what gave me my freedom. And doctors yeah. told me, Angela, that I would be in pain the rest of my life, that there was nothing more that they could do for me. So I, this is this is my passion. I love to help people who've been stuck in pain for a while, learn yeah. something different, learn how to use their bodies better and and have that freedom and joy to do what they want to do. Wow. So what type of pain were you experiencing? Like, was there a particular area of your body that was intense or? Yeah. yeah. Um, it was mainly my low back. So, um, but as healing happens, it happens as I tell people layers of an onion. So the pain in my low back around my tailbone, I, I was actually in regular therapy for several months and told the therapist, hey, the, these exercises are making it worse. And then I had x-rays done with my doctor and I found out I had been exercising with a broken tailbone. Oh, literally a pain in the butt. So the, the pain would like radiate inward and it just seemed like endless. Like it was just so oh. sore radiating. And then as that started to heal, um, the other thing was whenever I stood up, I could literally hear my pelvis bones clunk out of place. Wow. And I had my two little sisters, they were like 12 and 13 at the time, trained to look at the alignment of my pelvis and pull the leg on the side that was out of alignment or twist my pelvis. And um, wow. it, it wasn't until I started doing Feldenkrais that that started to settle because I wasn't doing the things that was popping it out of alignment. So, um, mm. but it was also my neck and the rest of my back, but I couldn't sense the pain in my neck and the upper back until the intense low back pain started to dissipate. So it took uh, a couple years for my pain, a year of regular therapy, and then about a year of Feldenkrais exploration, Qigong um, mm. and some other methods, but it was the Feldenkrais that I was like, I gotta, I gotta teach that because that's what gave me my freedom back. Wow. Wow. And your experience is probably like a lot of other people who are in pain. The doctors don't understand right. what is possible. They are, they have not been taught what's possible with, with what it, what Feldenkrais brings. And that is that connection to the nervous system and the brain. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and why you didn't accept what the doctors were telling you and you, you did go on that journey? Yeah, like I, I just remember um, just being determined to find something. And I'm so glad life put me on the journey to find Feldenkrais. Um, but what the, the doctors 
um, what I found fascinating. And when a doctor takes the time to, uh, when they hear from the, the people that I've worked with, oftentimes it'll catch their attention. Like, wow, you're, you're really moving better. Um, because we're, we're helping the brain sense the bones. Um, when, when we're in chronic pain, the brain's job is to protect it wants to keep us out of pain. So oftentimes around that painful area, things will tense up. And then the, the image in the brain of our whole body, those areas where there's pain, it gets foggy. And then when we go to move, the brain's not really trusting, well, this area is foggy. I don't know if I really should put the weight down on this leg. So then all different type of guarding patterns happen from, if it's a leg injury, it might go through the spine up to the neck. So it's about piecing together the gentle movements we can do and how do, how do our bones relate and helping the brain sense that there is stability through the bones, even if like a per, if a person had a fracture, the fracture is healed, or if they've had chronic pain, how do we move in a way where it doesn't trigger the pain response so that the brain goes, oh, we got a guard. So it's just about building the relationships in a gentle way so that a person can use their body better. And it's just amazing when someone comes in very guarded, having a hard time moving, and they, they sense that stability and they're like blown away because they're like, this is so gentle. Like regular PT didn't do this. And it, it's because we're really talking to the brain and nervous system when we're doing Feldenkrais. Yeah, yeah. And so why do you think, you know, some people would just listen to their doctors and say, oh, okay, I'm going to be in pain and they'll go about their life and they'll, you know, use pain medication. They, they might see a PT for a bit and be like, oh, well, it's not really working. I'm meant to be in pain. This is just my, this is what's, what my life is. If someone's listening to this podcast, what would you say to them? Like what made you decide this is not my I know that there's something out there that can can help me. Well, I I just sensed it in my gut um, and and kept searching because uh, I I just didn't feel like life was meant to be uh, painful. <laughs> I I on my, on my pathway I it, you know we're we're multidimensional beings. It's not just the physical part of my healing process was also confronting a lot of emotional wounds that were there. And when I went to a workshop, personal development, and I noticed just accepting my life the way it was, my pain levels went down, but I kept searching. So if a person is stuck in pain and they really believe like, hey, I want to get back to life and they've got to be willing you know, I, I'm not going to spend my time trying to convince someone. Someone has to be open-minded enough to try it, to try something different. If they've tried regular PT, don't think that all methods are, are the same as that. Feldenkrais, again, works with the body. It's a learning method. So we learn how to use our bodies better. And when we talk to the brain, we can really unlock the body's healing potential. So if yeah. someone's in pain and, and they believe that the body has a natural ability to heal, they just haven't found the, the way to do it yet. With Feldenkrais, mm. we can create that environment yeah. where the nervous system, the, the guarding can go down, the breathing can change. We can 
create the sense of stability and mobility and get them back into what they love. It's going to take some time if the pain has been there a while, but it's amazing what can happen when we create that environment. Yeah, so, so true. And you said, you know, not all methods are the same. Also, not all practitioners and teachers of each method are the same. Just like you were seeing a PT already, but then wanted to go to a PT that had Feldenkrais as a background. And so I believe uh, that each practitioner does bring their experience and wealth of knowledge and training and education into what they're they're teaching. Hence why one practitioner may be fantastic for someone, whereas another won't be, you know, it's uh, it's going out there and finding that person. And we all have different histories. I remember, you know, someone once saying, well, you might not connect with every practitioner because their voice might remind you of someone that used to irritate you or really bothered you. It's like, yeah, find someone you resonate with. You like the sound of their voice, uh, their personality, and uh, all of that. It does make a difference. Yeah, Yeah, it does. Hence why I love what we're building inside Movement Online Academy, where people can come in and experience different practitioners from all over the world. We'll get more into that later. I want to talk more about this spiritual journey that that this fall took you on. And um, are you still practicing, you know, listening to your guides now? And Oh, yeah. Actually, I've written a book, Angela. And wow. um, so Feldenkrais is not part of that book because it's it's like too big. Feldenkrais would be a separate book. But um, the, the fall down the flight of the stairs really took me to listen inward for my guidance versus seeking outward, probably because I was stuck in that body of pain. So just like I started journaling every morning what my dreams were. And at the beginning of that summer, I was writing down like just bits and pieces of what I remembered. By the end of that summer, I was writing down pages and pages and getting really profound insights into my life. And um, that's a tool I still use today. Um, The book that I've written, um, it's not published yet. I'm still going through the edits on it, but it's a guidebook that will teach people how to access their own um, inner guidance. Um, It talks about meditation and how to communicate with your spirit guides or higher self, whatever you want to call it. And then also um, connecting with nature signs, because I, I just kind of, that's where I feel most connected Um, When I was in pain, I used to go out to the, um, there's like a big old house on the college campus and overlooking beautiful grounds. And I would go out there and meditate every day, even in the dead of winter when there wasn't any other soul out there except the animals. And um, I I just received so much peace and healing and um, the meditation I started because at the PT center that did Feldenkrais, the therapist was like, oh, go to this breathing class. So they called it a breathing class, but it was Qigong. And I learned about meditation. And that was such a powerful tool just to be able to sit in my body and learn how to breathe. Um, Mm. Yeah. So it it just, um, it expanded and opened my mind um, because when I was in pain, I started trying all these things that I probably wouldn't have tried. And in all honesty, if I 
didn't have that accident, I probably would have been bored to tears being a regular PT because it, it just, it's like, do these exercises that may or may not make any sense to your brain, um, might not change it if, if you're having pain that's been around for a while. Um, so I I'm just really feel blessed that I, instead of seeing that as the greatest tragedy, I followed it through to find the blessing in it. As the, the Navajo tribe says, from wound to blessing to beauty, like our, our deepest wounds can turn out to be our, our greatest blessings. And now it's it's my life's uh, work to share these tools. Absolutely. Oh, I'm such a believer in, you know, even everything happens for a reason. And even the pain that we go through, although while we're experiencing it, it can be overwhelming and all-consuming. That coming out the other side makes you a more potent human to be able to uh, understand other people's pain and experience and guide them through. So this is really exciting about your book. I'm, I, this is the first time I'm hearing it. <laughs> Why is that? I know. I just kind of feel like, okay, I've had this written for so long and I'm trying to weave in working on the edits, but um, that's part of the reason that I found you, Angela, is because I have all this stuff I want to do and I'm booked in my, my in-person practice, but I want to do online stuff more so that I can have more time to work on like the book and some of these other projects and passions that I have to share. Fantastic. So yes, you have started working with me. And do you want to talk a little bit about what you're creating online? We're only at the beginning, but I know that you've got something to share soon with people. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, like, a, <laughs> it's taken me a while. It took the pandemic to get me online teaching classes and people have been asking for that for years. Um, so I'm really excited to finally be doing more. I'm uh, working on getting an actual email list so I can let people know easier what's going on and sharing a PDF that um, is going to be my freebie giveaway to people to help with better balance, foot and ankle flexibility, and to improve your walking decreasing um, tension patterns and it's using a foot roller. So it's a Feldenkrais lesson um, using a foot roller. And to me, uh, when I work on my feet or work on someone else's feet, it just, it's so relaxing. So it's, it's a nice treat to give yourself. And I'm excited to share that and um, get some more online programs eventually. Stir in the pot, stirring up all the good stuff here. <laughs> Awesome. So this uh, little gift that you're giving people around the foot and balance and posture, is this something you worked through when you were going through your experience of pain? Is that something you... you... Yeah, the, the feet were part of it because um, I <laughs> uh, when I was in PT school, I'm laughing because I used to always be the person that walked on the outsides of my feet when they needed an example of someone who walked in what we call supination. And um, then I had Feldenkrais work done and Rolfing done. And uh, then one day in PT school, they said, hey, we need someone who walks in supination. Lisa, come on up here. And then everybody was like, well, you're not doing it. And I'm like, 
I mean, I'm just walking now, but my walking changed wow. so that I could roll my foot and ankle better. So, and that helped my back so, because wow. I wasn't so guarded. So it was amazing that my, my walk changed that much. So it's, it really starts from the ground up. I mean, it goes from head down too. So either way, but it all connects and, um, yeah, it's an it's a nice place to start with people. So absolutely, and you know, a lot of people listening, if they've only just come across Feldenkrais, or you know, that and they they might have something to do with their back that's challenging them. You you don't really think about the feet, do you? It's not doesn't. It's like, but it's my back. Why would it? Why would I work on my feet? Why yeah, is this practitioner yeah. touching my feet? The pain is in my back. <laughs> do you want to right. talk about that a little bit? Yeah. And, and that can be surprising when people come in and, you know, doing Feldenkrais with someone either in a movement lesson, verbally guided or hands on. It's like, well, why are we working so far away from the pain? It's like, well, we've got to see if we can move here and breathe and still feel good in the area of pain and and then learn how it connects. So it's it's so important for releasing those tension patterns and pain patterns. Yeah. It would be interesting to know, you probably don't know, um, before the fall, if you were walking on the outside of your feet or is was it something that you think happened because of the pain and the guarding pattern? Yeah, I, I think I wore orthotics when I was younger um, because I had like what they call a bunion, my big toe went in. Um, but I don't think that caused the supination. I think it was more guarding patterns uh, that happened because I was walking around in this painful body. I was very, very rigid. Um, and then with, with the Feldenkrais work, I got that fluidity back. And um, in 2004 and five, I was on a traveling salsa dance troupe and we performed. And that was something like I really missed when I was in pain, like my friends were out dancing and I couldn't dance. I could barely even move. So, um, yeah, it just like that's what I love is when I can get a person back to what they want to do and mm. feel good in their body doing that again and have the confidence to like, yeah, I can go do that activity and not have to worry that I'm going to be in pain for the next three weeks. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. How exciting. <clears throat> so you, you mentioned briefly, and it keeps popping back into my mind to ask you, mm -hmm. you mentioned about a bird landing on your shoulder. Do you want to yes. tell a little bit more about that story? Because oh, yes. I, I, I understand, like, birds have that significance with the, oh, the spiritual powers that we yes. have. Yes. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bird lady. I love all animals. Um, in fact, before all this, I wanted to be a vet, but I'm so glad I went down the path I went down. But um, so it was a very tough time in my life. I was stuck in pain. My parents were going through a divorce. And I had a really um, not a good relationship with one of my sisters, which was that was I was a family person. So that was causing me a lot of pain, too. Um, and then how do I get through school when I'm stuck in this painful body? And I was out in um, my parents were going through a divorce at the time, but it, we were still in the family home and the backyard had three pine trees in the back corner of the yard. And I was sitting out there in my brown corduroy jacket and I was meditating. So I was probably really blended in with, with 
just the brown uh, base of the pine trees. And I heard a flutter and then I felt something on my shoulder and like just the fluttering inside. And I knew, okay, if I look over, it's probably going to fly away, but I had to see what I, what it was. And I looked over and I saw that it was a sparrow. So I was so excited. I had to like, you know, first of all, I told you know, everybody I could tell about this, hey, bird landed on my shoulder. I feel like Snow White. It's so cool. But what really touched me was when I read um, Ted Andrews has a wonderful book called Animal Speak that I've referenced for years. Um, in the Sparrow's message holds the line that really caught me was triumph after long suffering. And I felt like I had been suffering for so long. Um, with all the different things that were going on in my life. And it really just made me hold on and know and trust that I was going to triumph someday and get out of pain and be able to now help people get out of pain also. Um, and so I would buy um, uh, note cards that had sparrows on them. And when I felt I ran into someone who needed just that little nudge, like know that you're going to triumph. I would like send them this little sparrow card and tell them what the sparrow meant. (laughs) Oh, that's beautiful. I'm getting, getting tears and uh, shivers hearing this story. Um, I mean, touch us. Like I really like signs are there all the time when we need them. If we're, if we have our eyes open. They're there all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. When I, whenever I've been in a tough situation, but my mantra is um, this will change, you know, because change is the consistent and to just sit and trust that um, there is a bigger purpose of why that's happening. Yes. In yes. My life. Yeah. I, I love to yeah. say, um, in fact, I even have a little note card that says it's like the business size card it says things are always working out for me. And, mm. and to believe that even if you're going through some really dark times, like that's been uplifting, like things are always working out for me. Even if I can't see it right mm. now, I know there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. And you hear it all the all the time with stories, you know, people that have survived the Holocaust and, and they just had that mindset that they could get through it. Oh it absolutely goodness. helps get through it. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I and going through going through a time like that, um, actually really recently, like three, four years ago, um, that's what drew me to do meditation. Cause I always thought, I didn't know, I don't need to meditate. I do Feldenkrais. I do, you know, mindful movement. Yes. <laughs> I'll get bored meditating, but actually having to, um, I started with a forgiveness meditation because someone hurt me really badly. So that what, that's what drew me in and actually helped me process those emotions and that that time so yeah that's so powerful. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's amazing so um where can people find you lisa if they want to reach out to you yeah so um my business name is awakening movements feldenkrais and physical therapy and um my website is awakeningmovements.com you can find me there um i'm also on Facebook, if you look for Awakening Movements, uh, PT and Feldenkrais. And um, 
I'm on YouTube, but it's been several years since I posted. So now that I'm in this program, it's it's inspiring more <laughs> to do more online and share more online. Um, so I'm on YouTube and um, yeah, it, I can. Awakening movements has so much more meaning now after this conversation. I love it. Well, so um, you can also find Lisa in the Movement Online Academy. And if you come into the academy, want to ask her a direct question, you can either go to her profile and click the say hello button and that sends her a direct message. Or if you have a question that the community might benefit from hearing, you can type at Lisa or type the at, start typing Lisa and type in her, uh, tag her in the post. That's what the community is about, to have these ongoing conversations around such awesome topics of awareness, movement, spirituality now. It's amazing. And I'll drop all the links to Lisa's website below in the podcast show notes as well. Is there anything you'd like to share with the audience before we wrap up? Any, like, quotes or? Um, well, I, I like to tell people when they're, um, exploring and they might still be really frustrated uh, that as we keep playing with the patterns, the pattern of pain can melt away. So just a little hope and inspiration for you because it's different. It's not the same uh, exercises that you might be doing, chiropractic, PT, it's Feldenkrais is so much above and beyond what what can be done with that not that those aren't good things but yeah. uh we keep playing with the patterns and the pattern of pain can melt away mm, beautiful oh thank you for joining me today thanks for having me yeah it's been fun. i will see you soon yes